They say this cat brother Craig is a bad brother. Hush your mouth. But I'm talking about Hatchet. Then we can dig it. The really real deal with brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, every Saturday. Who is the Hatchet Man? Where is the Hatchet Man? Who is this Hatchet Man and where can we find him? Okay, okay. Brother Craig is the Hatchet Man and you can find him at WNTW 820The Answer. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, on 820 AM WNTW. Now, no more water, you guys. Please. Who let the dogs out? Well, hello there, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, is here. I don't know who let this big dog out, but the big dog is out, folks. The big dog for talk radio here in the state of Virginia. Hoping we have a fantastic program. Such a beautiful day. I just love this time of year, folks. And uh, it's uh, really, really glorious. It, It really, really is. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man is still harvesting out of his garden. I'm telling you, man, Mrs. Hatchet cooked me a meal last night. I'm telling you, you all could have been at my house, man. I'm telling you, we had uh, batter fried okra. We had, uh, I'm still harvesting squash out of my garden, folks. Uh, tomatoes galore. We just, um, tomatoes and cucumbers. I mean, we just so much, we just have to give them away. And uh, my cup truly does uh run over did a little bit of a smaller garden this year i normally i have like three little garden sections in my yard one with just corn i I'd normally i would have three varieties of corn I'd, I'd have another garden with just squash believe it or not and i usually have many many varieties of squash you know straight neck yellow squash crook necks yellow squash a zucchini uh, spaghetti squash, but uh, this year, you know, the hatchet man is just so busy. You know, folks, saving the republic ain't easy, especially when the republic won't cooperate, okay? <laughs> so, I mean, there's just a limit to my time, but I love gardening because, for one thing, the garden does not talk back, okay? It just, it really doesn't. I do my thing in the garden, and the garden responds with beautiful plants, beautiful flowers, beautiful vegetables it works every time it's tried okay and it's you know it's kind of like uh christian conservatism it works every time it's tried it's just that folk won't try it okay and uh but i'm telling you folks i'm seeing areas around the world where the the basic things that made this nation great and and remember now i'm the guy that's always telling you what the true meaning of conservatism is you got all these jokers that will give you partial conservatism. I'm I'm a national security conservative. It's the only thing that matters, keeping us safe. Okay, fine and true. Okay, it's not the only thing that matters, but it does matter. It's big. Oh, well, I'm an economic conservative, and, you know, we we have to have money to pay for those missiles. Uh, It's the only thing that matters. Well, it matters, but, sir, it's not the only thing that matters, okay? And then, you know, those that are really near and dear to my heart are my many, many, many 
Christian friends who are social conservatives, and uh, I'm not going to do a, a, a voice for you know. I got too many friends, and <laughs> and um, you know, it, that that's not even the only thing that matters. Okay, what what matters is it's kind of like Game of Thrones. Okay, uh, we who are members of the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition, which, you know, that I coined that phrase for a reason. Okay. The five C's Christian faith, uh, conservatism, conserve true conservatism, not phony conservatism that people like Antifa and, uh, black lives, uh, you know, say with their lips matter. Because, you know, to these ignorant people, black lives really don't matter. Black lives are something for them to use as a battering ram to guilt trip you into giving them concessions that they otherwise could not get if they were to make a coherent, uh, viable argument. Many of these people, you know, take the word coherent, viable and argument and, and, and ask them to put it in a sentence. They can't do it. Okay, talk about the king's English. I mean, these people trying to use the pimp's English. I mean, it's (laughs) it really it boggles the mind how these people get the get the platforms they get. They get invited to college campuses. I mean, even uh, Bradley Manning uh, got some award or some something up at uh, Harvard on the day of the anniversary of the date of that John Harvard died. Bradley Manning, a guy that didn't join the military because he loves this country and he loves freedom and he loves freedom so much that he's willing to kill people and break things in order to defend freedom. No, 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 folks. Bradley Manning joined the military to subvert the military, came in as a buck private with access to top secret information and then gives that information away, goes to prison and, of course, Uh, Barack Hussein Obama commutes his sentence. The guy, I don't know if he actually had the chopadectomy or not, but so did he have the surgery or is he just wearing a dress? But whatever. Now he thinks his name is Chelsea Manning. He, He says he's a girl. Harvard University invites him. I mean, folks, you can't make this stuff up. Me here, I'm here speaking truth. No one in nine years, no one has ever called this program and disproven any one thing that I've ever said in nine years. Okay, November, I'll be starting my 10th year and I've still not gotten that phone call where they've proven that. Okay, brother Craig, that was not true, has not happened. And we do not screen calls here. We take all callers. Okay, I've challenged all kinds of people to debate. They run like cockroaches. They run. Okay, but the simple fact of the matter, folks, is that these these conservative values, Christian values, the values of uh, the the greatest economic engine the world has ever known, free enterprise, also known as capitalism. Okay, these these are the five C's. Okay, And, uh, uh, and and again, this is what makes America great. Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, okay? Tomorrow is Constitution Day. We got to talk about that, all right? And uh, and and capitalists and, and coalition, okay? My guest at the bottom of the hour is uh, Benjamin Weicker, and he'll have a lot to say about 
coalition, okay? You know, I've talked for all this year, I've talked about this is the 500th anniversary of the Lutheran, Martin Luther's Protestant Reformation. Well, Dr. Weicker has written a book about the uh, 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation. So he'll have a lot to say about coalition, we as Christians coming together, Catholic, Protestant, all these different groups. And to go back to what I was about to say about the Game of Thrones, uh, for those of you who are Game of Thrones fans, you know that there are these seven kingdoms that fight, 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 okay? Everyone wants to sit on the Iron Throne, and whoever sits on the Iron Throne, they rule over all seven kingdoms, theirs plus the other six. Well, there's this battle they've been saying for the whole seven or eight seasons of this thing, winter is coming. Well, winter is here, <laughs> okay? And so the... um the army of the dead is coming for all of them. And so it's to the point where they are going to have to unite. And this has been my message ever since I've been on, on the air is that we who are Christians, we who are conservatives, we who believe in uh, capitalism or free enterprise, we who believe in all sorts of freedom. And the only thing about conservatism that really matters as far as I am concerned, and again, I've been saying this for years, is that conservatism is not that your thinking is uh, to be permanently conserved in cement, which is what the Democrats try to portray conservatives as. And these goofball Republicans and goofball conservatives, I mean, Senator Stu Pidd and Governor Goofball cannot open their mouths and properly articulate a comeback to these people. And you watch what's going to happen at the at the uh, at the Robert E. Lee Monument. OK, you can have a bunch of Republicans apologizing for things that they have no need to apologize for. OK, they do not know how to properly articulate a defense of conservatism. And more and more and more Christians, again, do not know how to articulate a proper defense of Christian faith. It's same thing with uh, capitalism. Capitalists know how to make money, but they don't know how to articulate a proper defense of capitalism. OK, the greatest economic engine that has brought more people out of poverty than anything else, particularly when you combine those two elements. Really, you, you, you have to combine all of the elements to get the greatest poverty reduction and the greatest unleashing of human potential ever, okay? And God has a hand in all this, okay? It's just, it's totally, totally fair and above board capitalism. And the, the anti-capitalists will seek out something uh, that they can perceive as that's wrong or that's a flaw, or if I explain it, uh, the uh, half truth to it, of it, to people that don't really, truly understand it, then I can get them hating on capitalism. I can get them hating on the Constitution. I can, I mean, one of the biggest bugaboos is this false notion that the founders considered blacks to be three-fifths of a human being, okay? I can't tell you the number of times I've seen people with Ph.D. degrees on a stage making that false argument, okay? And I would love for someone to call this program and try that Try that with the hatchet man, okay, because I'm telling you, it's going to be hatchetation time, all right? And it's just the simple fact of the matter, folks, is that you cannot go wrong and if you stick with the five C's, okay? And, again, 
today, well, actually it's tomorrow, but this weekend being uh, Constitution Day, every day being uh, a day for, for Christianity, all right? And, you know, Christmas is coming up, and I love Christmas. I love the celebration of Christ being born. But, folks, Christ is born every single day in someone's heart. Every day is Christmas in, in that regard. If, if Christ is born in your heart, you that's Christmas. That's your Christmas, okay? And so a lot to talk about. We're going to take our first break, and then we will come back. Uh, maybe we'll take a phone call or two. 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. And his microphone, Brother Craig. Attention tradesmen, since 2009, CodeUpdateForYou.com has provided continuing ed courses to renew your fuel, gas, plumbing, electrical, or HVAC card. CodeUpdateForYou.com aims for simplicity from sign-up to course completion and sends in your results for you. With CodeUpdateForYou.com, you can complete your course from your home or work computer 24-7 at your own pace, experience great customer service, and get your required CEU credits by going to CodeUpdate, number four, letter U.com. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. You tell them, Michael Jackson, look at the man in the mirror and make a change. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. 
coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, we've got, what, about nine minutes to the bottom of the hour break. Uh, the number, 804-454-1366. If somebody would like to uh, jump in here, 804-454-1366. And, again, so much to talk about. And, um, and you know, folks, the thing of um, – you know, what, what is leadership really uh, all about? So many, I mean, you, you've got, this This is a year of a governor's uh, race in Virginia. Of course, every year in Virginia, there's an election, okay? Because uh, for one thing, uh, you know, we're off year from the federal elections. So every, every, every year, we, we, we cannot duck it uh, here in Virginia. And so you have Ed Gillespie, you have Dr. Northam, okay, I mean, and they're they're both saying the same typical thing that you always have a Republican saying and the same typical thing that you always have a Democrat saying. And these guys can't figure out that the saculum is turning. They just can't figure that out. Okay, and so they just doing their same old regular. And see, that's the thing with the establishment. And I have many, many friends that are establishmentarians and that, you know, and I love them. Okay, Uh, many of them are sincere. OK, but there in that cohort, there are many that are professionals who basically they, their, their livelihood is that they work and they they feed their families by giving advice to candidates and running campaigns. And again, in, there's always an election in Virginia. So these people are making big bucks. OK, and I think with them, they are um, is what now see Maximus. That the hatchet hound is chiming in now, okay? <laughs> and you know, and he's he's like he's upset with me because I bring him to the studio every week, and it's like, okay, pops, you don't give me any play, okay? So <laughs> I'm talking about low, you know, Maximus wants me to call them low fat Republicans. <laughs> Zero grams ability to think outside the box. Z, I mean. No, no, Maximus, we're not going to go there. But anyway, Maximus wants me to let you know that he's in the house. OK, you got to you got to sit down and behave, Maximus, and let, you know, let the hatchet man handle the radio program. <laughs> but um, anyway, these guys, I mean, have you listened to the ads? OK, there's nothing that jumps out at you. And we just had Donald Trump. And not that I agree with everything Donald Trump did or said because I didn't. But this is what people saw with Trump. They saw a muscular individual that they felt like, well, if we nominate this guy, when he goes up against the Democrats, he's going to win because he's not going to back down. He's not going to reach across the aisle and try to play footsie with these people. Okay. He's not going to try to win the battle by Robert's rules of order. And this is that's the only reason Donald Trump won the Republican nomination. Okay, and yours truly, I wrote articles, gave speeches, did all kinds of things, predicted this thing perfectly. Okay, then now there are many people that predicted Trump because they wanted Trump. Okay, now I'm probably the only news analyst in this nation that I actually preferred Ted Cruz. Okay, but. I predicted Donald Trump would win if Ted Cruz 
did not get tough. And he and true to form, he didn't get tough. Okay? Now he's he's tough uh for a Republican. He's pretty tough. But when it came to doing battle with Donald Trump, Ted Cruz was not tough enough. And that's what mattered. It was toughness that mattered, okay? Because to go back to my analogy of with Game of Thrones, okay, you got all these squabbling people that are fighting and they've some of them have killed the parents of the remaining um, stars in this saga called Game of Thrones, okay? And so there are many of them that they want they 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 want their vengeance so bad, all right? And it, they they want it so bad that it's palpable, all right? Now, but because the threat that is potentially going to annihilate all of them, the next season of Game of Thrones is going to be the final season. And the whole thing has led up to where our nation is right now, which is we have to unite, okay? So that means, I mean, now I have the capacity to do this. I fought very, very hard for Ted Cruz, but when Donald Trump won, I immediately got on the Donald Trump bandwagon. I fought very hard for Corey Stewart, but when Ed Gillespie won, I'm immediately saying, okay, we need to elect Ed Gillespie, all right? And I've had the ability to do this. There are many that do not have that ability. So I I recommend to people like that, you need to watch Game of Thrones, okay? And you can pull it up on demand and watch it from the beginning. And because where it is now, folks, all these people that are warring with one another, they are going to have to, for their own survival's sake, they are going to have to cease and desist, okay? Because the army of the dead is coming for all of them, all right? And so what we, uh, the analogy for us in the United States of America and indeed the entire world, if you've been paying attention to the elections in Europe, okay? Because there was, uh, the, you have, you had England voted the Brexit, British exit from the European Union, that they made the right choice to maintain their sovereignty. France made the wrong choice, okay? They, they had this young socialist who's, uh, you know, a tool of the big money, one world government crowd, and he lied and tried to portray himself as some sort of centrist, and he tricked these ignorant people into voting for him. And the nationalistic candidate, she lost, okay? But this is where the world is, folks. Christians, conservatives, people that believe in the Constitution, okay? And today, uh, tomorrow is Constitution Day. People that believe in free enterprise, we who understand that conservatism is nothing more than you are conserving the idea that your freedom, your children's freedom, your grandchildren's freedom is a gift from God Almighty, not from government, okay? And we're going to let that be the last word as we go to our bottom of the hour break. And when we come back, we are going to have a guest that is going to explain to you the meaning of the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation. I can't tell where the journey will end, but I know where to start. They tell me I'm too young to understand They say I'm caught up in a dream Well, life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes So that's fine by me So wake me up when it's all over 
Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal, as we listen to a little bit of James Brown talking about it's a man's world. And, uh, hey, we have a real man uh, guest today that fits right in with that theme that we're always talking about here on The Really Real Deal. And we have a real deal guest, folks. We have Dr. Benjamin Weicker, who is a Catholic ethicist, a author of numerous books. I mean, uh, the uh, one of his books he wrote back, I think, uh, maybe about 10 years ago uh, that, that critiqued uh, 10 books that did, or actually 15 books, but 10 books that did a great deal of damage throughout the world. And uh, that was a great book. But this one, folks, you've been hearing me all year long talk about that this is the 500th anniversary of Martin Luther's uh, Protestant Reformation, and, uh, and, and, and Dr. Weicker's latest book is The Reformation, 500 Years Later, 12 Things You Need to Know. And, uh, and with that, Dr. Weicker, welcome to the program. And thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, uh, and thank you for writing this book, I'm, I'm telling <laughs> you. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I mean, I, for the life of me, uh, Doctor Weicker, I now, and I know you're a Catholic, and I'm a I'm a Protestant, but uh, you know I don't know how much of the program uh, you heard, but I was just closing uh, the previous segment with an analogy from Game of Thrones, and uh-huh. uh, and I think in your book you use a very similar analogy with uh, Lord of the Rings, but in in Game of Thrones the seven kingdoms that fight 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 and fight and they they there's there's a truly palpable lust for revenge okay because the bloodletting has been so horrific but they have a common enemy now and in the next year is going to be the final season i think it's the eighth season and the army of the dead is coming for all of them <laughs> Okay. There you go. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yes, yes. And so now these people, is like, okay, and it's going to be like, okay, how do I unite with this person who killed my parents? Okay. Yeah. And, and um, so here we are. And, you know, and one of the things, one of the great things about uh, the late, great Dr. Martin Luther King, I mean, in that famous um, speech uh, he gave shortly before his death, he said one of the things he said was, Catholics and Protestants have yeah. to have to unite. Yes, yeah, and and I use uh, uh, not having watched Game of Thrones, but having read uh, uh, J.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings and and love the movies. I, mm-hmm. I use a similar thing. Here we are, uh, the dwarves and the elves have been fighting for centuries, but you know you're rammed into the same castle because you're both realizing the orcs are out to kill both of you. They don't care about your differences. Right. All they care about is elimination, and that's the situation that Catholics and all Protestants find themselves in today. We've got radical secularism out to, to uh, take us down, mm-hmm. and if that weren't enough, we got radical Islam, and that's a good enough reason to say, hey, guys, yes. you know, yes. I think we can come together on this one. Yes, yes. And, 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 and I would think that the, the Catholic Church having such a long history and having uh, a type of unity that many Protestant churches do not have, at, at least as far as the, the Protestantism 
as a as a as a separate branch there 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 is not that type of unity and there is should be a historical perspective in relation to Islam because yeah. you know for the most you know catholic the catholic faith is was primarily in Europe and Islam rose up out of the Middle East and almost conquered Europe exactly and what we need to realize and I go through this in the book is they're not finished. This is an ancient history for them. Uh, and I have a chapter on Islam, you know, showing century after century, from the yes. 600s, 700s, 800s, 900s, right up on the time of Martin Luther in 1500, uh, uh, Islam had tried to been to conquer Europe. And uh, everyone at the time of Martin Luther, uh, right at the beginning of 1500, thought, this is it. You know, we're about to be swamped. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the context of the Reformation. So everyone, no matter what side you were on, uh, you, you thought that actually the most important worry of the day was the fact that Islam was literally pouring over the borders. They were in um, uh, what modern-day Turkey mm-hmm. uh, and uh, had made their way into southern Europe and eastern Europe. And Martin Luther himself would be very surprised to find out that there are any Christians around 500 years later, or that there's a 500 <laughs> years later at all. Yeah. Really, because he, he thought this is the book of Revelation being played out. This is it. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is the end of time. Uh, and that's how serious it was. But now we're facing the same thing. 100,000 Christians have been martyred every year over these last decades by radical Islam. This mm-hmm. isn't a small problem. Yeah, and it's wh- not reported. Well, why, why now? The Catholic Church has a, a huge platform, and you, we don't. We don't hear, or at least I don't, okay? Now, maybe they're saying it in places where I'm not privy to, but there's not this giant megaphone. I mean, just last week, okay, we had the anniversary of September 11th. Now, I did, on this very program, I went through the history, the Battle of Malta, okay, 1565, uh, the Siege of Vienna, uh, yeah. 1683, um, you know, 1697. I, I went through that, but everywhere I went from so-called conservative Fox News, now you wouldn't expect it on CNN and a lot of the liberal places, <laughs> but I mean, my God, even the one network that toots itself as being conservative, not a peep, yeah. not a single peep, okay? Nothing from the White House. No, I mean, yeah. nothing. No one has anything to say. I mean, all we've gotten is, I mean, right after the uh, attack uh, 16 years ago, uh, President then President Bush comes out and says Islam is a religion of peace. I mean, where where are where were and where are the religious advisors that do have the institutional memory to correct these politicians when they make such false statements? That that I like the way you put that that institutional memory because. You know, it's just reading a quote from George Orwell about, you know, a race in 1984, the way to manipulate people is you erase their memory, erase their understanding of history. <laughs> and, and that's basically what we have, because you can't look at the history of Islam and think anything else then. Well, of course, this is what they've been trying to do uh, since the early 600s. And if you don't understand that, well, then, guess what happens? You, you know, you, yeah. as you said, on that 9-11 anniversary, well, how many days was it later before you got a firebomb in London? Mm-hmm. 
You know, oh, wow, yeah. gosh, we didn't think that would happen. Mm-hmm. Well, how are you going to prepare if you don't know the history uh, of, of Islam? And it, and it just sees itself as taking over Europe in regard to its original you and know, they boast message. about this. They, I mean, they. I mean, they boast about yeah. Londonistan. They, I mean, even in the Quran, they boast about the Treaty of Hubadiah. Okay, yeah. where Muhammad. I mean, this is someone that supposedly is a prophet who incorporates lying, and they call it holy deception. I mean, yeah. you you can't make this stuff up. It's right there in the Quran. Yeah, you don't have to make it up. Actually, as you say, it's all there. And and um, in my chapter, I, I I put out some of it there, and uh, and other in the footnotes because you have to read not only the Quran, but the hadiths, which are the writings about Muhammad's mm-hmm. life that uh, it, that Muslims take as equally revealed and important. Yes. And then you realize, okay, well, you know, they, they are trying to wipe out Jews, and they do believe Christians are infidels, mm-hmm. and there's a certain way you treat them, uh, and you are allowed to deceive, and also if you feel yourself attacked, then you can kill innocent women, children, um, yeah. and people on, on your own side or their side, it doesn't matter. There's no holds barred, and that's why you always hear them put things in terms of, well, we're being attacked. Mm-hmm. We're on the defensive because it puts forth another mode of warfare, yeah. where, which makes sense of terrorism. And they're, and, and they're occupying former Christian lands, but in yep. their, what they say is that if, if they have ever occupied it, for, if they occupied it for a minute, it's theirs for eternity, and then we are the intruder. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you know, people that live in Florida complain that there's an alligator in their backyard. Well, alligator was there first. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and people don't understand that my, you know, folks in, in the early 600s, like 637, they had already conquered Jerusalem. In the middle of 700s, you know, they were conquering Spain, and they were on their way into France. Yeah. You know, that's when you say that's an important point. They say Allah had given it to us already, and the infidel took it back. Yeah, that's how they view it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why France is so important for them. Yeah, and I mean, and I mean, you have no go zones. You have a, a what a ten percent, um, a ten percent uh, Muslim population. You have a birth rate that is off the chart. And while I'm on the subject of birth rates, let me just say to you, sir, and now you need to speak on this, okay? God <laughs> Are you, are you bless. talking about my own birth rate? Or? <laughs> well, you, you'd have a nice, good-sized family. I read all about, you know, you, you, you're on the farm. And, look, you even have dogs, and I have little Maximus sitting here, and he's nodding in approval, you know. <laughs> the well, hatchet about his vote, actually. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, just the Catholic birth rate i mean without without the catholic birth rate i mean my goodness i mean we i mean it's it's sad that we get to a place of complacency where when there's poverty and there's not enough to do uh other than make babies people are making babies but then when comfort comes when poverty ceases and then all of a sudden you want one child or at the most two because your resources you want to have, you know, a second house, a boat, you know, whatever. Yeah. You're putting resources into things other than following the very first command that God gave in the Bible, which is to be fruitful and multiply. And, you know, and, and the Muslim population, they're popping out about eight babies per woman. 
Yes, um, and what you have there, and this is the the interesting thing that that you know we need to understand this again historically, and now we can understand it doctrinally. Um, you, you know, the 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 uh, what happened is that uh, uh, really right before the Reformation, you have the rise of secularism. People don't know that that modern secular atheism begins prior to the Reformation, and it's been spreading ever since then. And what it does is it spreads from the very beginning uh, the destruction of the Christian moral understanding about what sexuality is for. Mm-hmm. And for them, you know, what you have is the rise of what's called materialism, meaning, hey, it's all about bodily comfort and limiting your pain and inconvenience. Mm-hmm. Well, that's four or five hundred years ago that's spreading. So it's not really a super shock to find what you, you know, say is, is that, you know, people are embracing. Uh, what is convenient, what is pleasurable, and okay, well, sex is pleasurable, convenience is pleasurable, and you know these kids, man, they're a pain in the neck. So I'm gonna, I'm going to embrace birth control and abortion and so on and sexual, you know, uh, license. Um, and what you have then is a demographic collapse in Europe. At the same time, you have sort of the self-destruction of sexuality mm-hmm. aimed at any direction, literally any direction. But procreation, it's like you're taking a gun and you used to have a bullseye, and now you take the gun and you shoot everything else in the world but the bullseye, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and, and Islam looks at that, and they say, that's what's wrong with these people, mm-hmm. you know? And so they're looking in from the outside, and what do they see? They see, you know, just they're right confusion. They and, think and we're right for destruction because... We are. You know, I mean, yeah. and you look at uh, even fertility, let, let alone, I mean, when they measure sperm counts in the Western world, sperm counts in the Western world are down 40 percent, but not in the Islamic world and yeah. not in South America. Yeah, what you find um, is is a, a real sexual collapse. I deal with this uh, in another book I just recently released in, in Defense of Nature, talk about what does it mean to have sexual self-destruction and it's exactly what you bring up. I mean, that's one sign of it. Mm-hmm. And it's really obvious. What would it mean with any other, you know, any animal you picked out if you were an ecologist? It means, right. well, you're right, you're ripe for extinction and yes. you're doing it yourself. Yes. And so what we have, you know, Islam looked at the edge of Europe when Martin Luther in the 1500s and it said, we're about to take over. It didn't happen. But now they're walking right in. They don't have to attack our churches and take over. We are bringing them in. We're bringing them in, and the churches are empty. Yeah, yeah. So they're actually turning churches into mosques because they're empty. Yeah, yeah. And that's secularization. Yeah, yeah. Now, you have time for a little more on the other side of the break? Yes, I can, yeah. Yeah, because when we come back, what I want to ask you about is there's this, uh, uh, and uh, again, it's somewhat of a tension. Okay, we we recognize we cannot have— unlimited immigration, but there are many modern critics of the Catholic Church that say that um, for immigration on this side of the Atlantic, the Catholic Church wants it in order to, because in South America, for the most part, those are Catholics, and so that's mm-hmm. a way to fill, fill the church pews, whereas in Europe, you, you're basically replace, you're not replacing uh, these uh, empty church pews, you repl- as you say, you're closing down churches and opening up mosques. And yeah, so, yeah. but on both sides of the Atlantic, 
it's an immigration problem. So maybe we can, you know, talk a little bit about that because sure, we, sure. we do have these things that where Catholic and Protestant differ, and we're trying to bridge that gap because, you know, yeah. as they say in Game of Thrones, winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got that right. <laughs> well, all right, folks, uh, if you're just joining us, we have Dr. Benjamin Weicker, author of The Reformation, 500 Years Later, 12 Things You Need to Know. I highly recommend the book. We're going to take a break, and we will be right back. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. <laughs> Attention tradesmen, since 2009, CodeUpdateForYou.com has provided continuing ed courses to renew your fuel, gas, plumbing, electrical, or HVAC card. CodeUpdateForYou.com aims for simplicity from sign-up to course completion and sends in your results for you. With CodeUpdateForYou.com, you can complete your course from your home or work computer 24-7 at your own pace. Experience great customer service and get your required CEU credits by going to CodeUpdate, number four, letter U.com. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here with Dr. Benjamin Weicker, author of The Reformation 500 Years Later, 12 Things You Need to Know. I highly, highly recommend you get this book, okay? We who are in the Christian, conservative, constitutional, capitalistic coalition, we need to have this book and we need to understand what's in this book. And uh, we want to say uh, thank you again, uh, Dr. Weicker. And I appreciate it. Thank you yes. for having me again. Oh, it's 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 my honor. Uh, really, <laughs> really is. And uh, you know, the, this this thing with uh, with immigration. You know, in your book, you talk about uh, nationalism in Martin yep. Luther's time. And you know, to me, it seems secular. Um, the turning of the saculum, which yeah. you know, every four generations. The saculum turns, you know, as you 
well know in, in biblical times, time was not counted by centuries, but it was counted by generations. These are the generations of old. And, and four generations completed a cycle which tends to repeat itself. And like some of the examples you give with um, uh, that um, Catholics wouldn't complain about uh, Bonhoeffer and Protestants uh, wouldn't complain about uh, St. Maximilian, you know, yeah. because they recognize they're both saints. But, you know, they were from the previous crisis era in the previous saculum, 1940s, World War Two and all of that. But yeah. here we're now four generations later. And so these same problems are popping up. And according to your book, they, they were not only were these problems you know, four generations ago, uh, like even in America, when you count from the Revolutionary War, four generations later, Civil War, four generations yeah. later, World War Two. And we're now four generations later. But you seem to take this, you know, much, much further back and that this was the same dynamic in Martin Luther's time. Yes. Uh, in fact, we can see that's the important thing uh, to pick up on uh, a point you made earlier about why you don't want to forget history, because then you see, okay, we're facing the same uh, difficulties. So, you know, 1500, yes. we're facing radical Islam. In, you know, 2017, we're facing radical Islam. Okay, what mistakes don't want we, you know, we don't, did we make mistakes last time? What do we want to do now? Um, uh, 500 years ago, uh, Christianity is splintered. Why did it happen? We need unity today. We have to have it. It's not, you know, it's, it's biblical, obviously, to search for that unity in Christ, but it's also survival. Yes. And so we can say, well, what mistakes were made then, and how can we avoid them? Because, you know, our situation isn't new, and if you don't know the past, it's real hard to learn from it. Yeah, yeah. And on both sides of the Atlantic, there's this resistance to nationalism. Uh, so, you know, there was a, you know, I guess in Martin Luther's time, there was a resistance. And but on the European side of the Atlantic, the, um, you know, the people that want to they want England to be England. They want France to be France. You know, they want Poland to be Poland. And um I mean, you know, and, and the poll, the polls understand. I mean, uh, Jan Sobieski uh, came to the aid of Vienna uh, 432 years ago. <laughs> so yeah. they get it over there. But now yeah. on our side of the Atlantic, uh, you know, our nationalism is, you know, the, the, the Catholic Church has a, a tension with the uh, say the nationalism as as espoused by President Trump, at least with his lips, anyway, it remains to be seen if it's going to be uh, proven to be true in fact. Uh, you know, but rhetoric-wise, it it got him elected. The fact that America wants to survive as America, and uh, he even gave us great speech in Poland where he expanded this to the Western world and this idea, and he asked a simple question. Does the Western world have the will to survive? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's a real complex mess, and, and Christianity interesting, adds the interesting aspect of it, which I think you're pointing to. All Christians believe in a, in a universal that is a, you know, you're supposed to preach to all nations right out of Matthew, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, take the gospel to all nations, not just to the one you're in, 
uh, Jesus isn't, uh, uh, you know, uh, confined to Britain or he's not confined to France or, you know, to Ohio or to, you know, Pennsylvania or some smaller thing. So the church always has this universal push. Mm-hmm. But people really have to live in, in a particular place. Right. You know, and what you have is Europe trying to say, um, we need a, not a universal church, we need a universal state. That's the danger, and that's what the you know Brexit is about. Mm-hmm. And the more conservative movements in Poland and France are saying that you know we rightly reject the notion that we have a universal state which is supposed to function like a universal church, uh, but really it, fo- it it functions like a sort of a totalitarian impression. You know, mm-hmm. you all have to do this, but that's inappropriate and destructive and it actually violates a catholic principle called subsidiarity that is that your political structure should be built from the ground up they always go local and you build them up mm-hmm. so um so there's a you know there's a real mess there mm-hmm. and that's you know that confusion between the church and the state is one of the things we've been wrestling with since the beginning mm-hmm. and you know i i've said for years that what conservatism is truly about, and you make a great point. You know, the terms you use are ortho, orthodox and, and heterodox, but, I mean, same thing, conservative. I call it neoliberal. Um, you know, I'm not sure if liberal in what you mean by liberal, uh, you know, because a classic liberal is a pretty good guy, but now where do you find a classic liberal today? You know, they're called conservatives now. You know? Yeah, there's a there's a confusion about that in the terms. I deal with that in another book called Worshiping the State, but mm-hmm. it's uh um the the Christian the Christian is able to stand above all these sides pulling out and saying, "Okay, what's going on here?" Mm-hmm. Uh and, you know, what what is the classical liberal saying and what is what we might call the radical liberal saying? Mm-hmm. But how um, do we since they have come um they've marched into the church and they're like taking the church over. They took over academia, they took over Hollywood, they've taken over yeah. everything and there was a Barna study recently that said uh 30 some odd percent of uh students in seminaries don't really believe in the fundamental foundation of Christian faith. They, they, I mean, so why are they there? Yeah, and again, in the book, one of the things that I, that I follow out is the, the goal of secularism, again, beginning before the Reformation, uh, was to literally remove Christianity from culture. Its aim was to remove yeah. Christianity from culture, and one of the things that it did, which was ingenious, is say, you know, one of the ways that you can combat your enemy is you look like you're one of them mm-hmm. and you transform it from within and hence. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio program, the really real deal and uh we are we we still have with us uh dr weicker and uh we apologize for the little mishap where the news uh we have a new man on the board and he'll get the hang of it and, uh but uh anyway are you still there dr weicker i am i am here right here yeah okay great great thank you so much for staying over and it's such no it's what you've written and what you're saying is so compelling and uh, and I know our audience, uh, they, you know, I know they're hanging on every word, and I pray that uh, many many people will go out and buy this book. And uh, as a matter of fact, before we complete the conversation, uh, share with the audience 
where the book is, the publisher, or any websites you may have where you'd like to direct them? Sure. Yeah, and, and the simplest way is just come to uh, www.benjaminweicker.com. That's W-I-K-E-R. And you can see all of my books, including uh, The Reformation 500 Years Later. Okay, great, great. All right. Now, we were talking uh, before the break, we were talking about the tension between uh, nationalism and, and universalism. And you made a very interesting point about, um, you know, the church being local. And uh, but, of course, you know, in Catholicism, you have a pope and it's just like even nationally we have. You know, in, in, in government, you have a national government, a state government, and then all your local governments. Yeah. And, you know, for your local representative, you might bump into him at the supermarket and give him a piece of your mind. But you very, very, you know, I mean, unless you're like an 11-year-old boy that wants to cut the grass at the White House. <laughs> yeah. was Wasn't that, that cool? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call him up and do his hedges, I guess. I yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not too likely you're going to run into the president or, you know, you, you'll run into your local priest, and but you're not going to run into Pope Francis, okay? Yeah, it's not a, it's not likely. And, and the, the church actually has uh, that structure, that is, you've got your local parish, that's really where your focus is, uh -huh. and then you have structures above that. And that's actually, like the interesting enough, like our country was supposed to be built. Mm -hmm. It began in local communities, and you had townships. That was the real, right. uh, the, the location of self-government, and that's mm -hmm. how it's supposed to be. And then, you know, the larger things are just to take care of the things that the smaller, you know, townships can't. Right. Now we flipped it around. Now now it's governed from the top down. Right. It's supposed to be the reverse. And, and Europe is there of, already with the, with oh, the yeah, European Europe, Union. Europe just oh. wiped everything out. Right. And so you have these few outposts where they're trying to get it back. And here on this side of the Atlantic, we're holding on, trying not to go and have the same experience that Europe is having. But we, there are people that seem to have a, an interest in having what Europe has. I mean, and, yes. you know, and oh, people yes. say it's the book of Revelation. And the sad thing, Dr. Weicker, is I, what I hear from so many Christians is, oh, don't, you know, it's, it's, it's bound to happen anyway. The book of Revelation says so. And so a lot of Christians won't vote, uh, you know, won't participate and just, oh, just let it happen. And, you know, it's like they want to live their life in their prayer closet. And we're instructed that we ought to be salt and light to the world. And, exactly. and so now, again, there's tension. So yeah. break it down. You know, how do you respect each side and where do we see ourselves as individuals? You know, do we look at what's happening up high or what's happening locally? Well, you know, uh, it, it always begins this way. If, 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 you know, you and I aren't doing the right thing in our own families, you might as well just give up on the nation, you know, and, and that's how God works things. You know, you got to see, you, a lot of people want to save the world, but, you know, they're, they're not good to their families. And mm -hmm. if your family's breaking down, nothing else is going to hold. And that's how you build, rebuild civilization from the ground up. Mm -hmm. You start with the family, the local neighborhood. You make that strong, and what right. Europe is always trying to do is flip it around and say, from from the European Union on down, we're going to govern people's individual lives and their families, and that's the reverse. The mm -hmm. family is the center of civilization. It's the origin of civilization. 
if that goes, everything goes. Right. Now, why is it that it seems that the Catholic Church, and I, I say seems, I, I, I want your insight on this, Alrighty. that they favor things like unlimited immigration, universal health care, okay, and, and the, the false the, the 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 false notion that's said about people that want health care to remain a private decision between a seeker of health care and a provider of health care, you know, otherwise known as doctor-patient relationship, which is a battle that goes all the way back to Plato and Hippocrates. You know, Plato, you know, a, a very early socialist. People don't know that about him. They just think, oh, he's this brilliant guy. But um, Hippocrates wanted the uh, relationship to be uh, one that was sacred between the doctor and the patient, and he would not uh, perform abortions, or nor would he perform euthanasia. Both of those are Catholic positions. Yeah. But now, modern update, the Catholic Church still says that, but if they're going to be on board with... Uh, whether you call it Obamacare or Trump care, okay, I, I call it Obama scam, but <laughs> but I, I can't get anyone else to join me in that. <laughs> well, well I'll, I'll do my part. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was a big scam. But they they enshrine in this the 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 right to have the state make life and death decisions to include death of a innocent fetus, to include death of an elderly person that the state decides. Well, we've sucked all the tax money we can out of you, and so I'm I'm no longer going to send you a social security check, and I'm certainly not going to spend two hundred thousand dollars keeping you alive. So we're just going to kill you, and yeah. and people don't want to hear that their government can be that evil. But isn't this simply the 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 the, the depravity that man has to capacity? And I emphasize the word capacity. You know, we have yeah. capacity for great good and great evil and when you and when you put this amount of power in people's hands and and take god out of the picture doesn't man always without god revert to the worst yeah i think that's that's the 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 point to stress and the confusion that both catholics and other christians make you, you think well god wants us to take care of everyone who takes care of everyone is the state that's the false move Mm-hmm. I don't think Jesus ever said anything about about um, taking care of the poor and the sickly and so on in terms of giving all the power to Caesar and seeing what he might do with it. Right. That's the problem, because Caesar today is, is not Christian, he's secular. And I think that the, you know, the Catholic bishops, I'll talk about them, made that mistake. And, you know, they've thrown themselves behind universal health care, but it's universal health care as defined by people who have a radically different understanding of human beings and human nature. And, of course, they're going to impose abortion and contraception and gay marriage and all these things. What did Mm -hmm. you think would happen? Because Jesus didn't call the state to be the organ of charity. He called us. I think it was the church. Yeah, he called us to do it. He called us to do it, and so here's the here. That's the message. If you want it done, you're not do you're not being like Jesus in crying out. The state has to take care of it. That's shifting your responsibility from the church to the state, 
and don't be shocked when you're nailed, you know, when, you, when the state stings you. Mm-hmm. And the bishops were shocked. Oh, my gosh, how could you do that? We were on your side. We were calling for universal health care. Well, yeah. what kind did, you know, it's Obamacare. What are you They're gonna, in bed with the devil. Get? I mean, you know, and another great point you make in your book, is it, and, and folks, this is, you know, you've got to get this book. This is a great point you make. Um, and, 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 and this point can help with some of the unity that needs to come back between uh, Catholics and Protestants is that you say that a, an, a conservative or an orthodox member of any of these various denominations, we have more in common with each other than people in our own denomination yeah. who have a different worldview or, or you know, you, your term is orthodox versus heterodox. And, you know, for the layman out there, that, that would be conservative and, you know, liberal, or I prefer the word neoliberal because I don't think they're liberal at all in a classic sense of what the word, the root word of liberty. Um, you know, they, 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 they're riding on the coattails of some pretty great liberal thinkers throughout history. Uh, you know, and, and we falsely call them liberal, but they are, they're, they're not really liberal. They just hate the idea of God. So how yeah. can the church, you how can we have fellowship and that's even biblical how can two walk together yeah you can't if you know if you have completely different views about what the nature of the good is and what human moral good is i mean you can't so you find as you say in in one church you might find somebody who believes you can have abortion somebody who believes that it's murder and it's not you know one person believes it's not a human being one person that believes it is a human being well, if you can't agree about that, you can't mm-hmm. agree about anything. It doesn't matter whether you go to the same church. So that's why conservatives, that is those who are trying to conserve the um, the theological and moral uh, tradition of the church, that is what's been passed on, are the ones that really have something in common. So you might find a you know a, a Catholic has more in common with a Baptist than a Catholic has with another Catholic, right. or a Baptist with another Baptist. Right, right, yeah. And that's a source of unity. I mean, that's a good thing, mm-hmm. but we sort of have to come out and realize that and work together. You know, that's why I like the analogy of being in the castle and trying to fight the orcs, because yeah. it isn't just sitting in a room trying to hash out differences. The room's about to be swamped, mm-hmm. and so you work. You know, you work against the culture of death. You work against the destruction of marriage. And it's in working for that that you're really doing evangelization. And we're going to, you know from doing this, you work with people and, mm-hmm. and, you, and, you, and the friendships form. Yeah, yeah. What could be better? Yeah. Now, one final question, and, you, and you, you talk about a new Reformation that, you know, maybe this next Reformation won't be uh, sectarian, but it, maybe it's uh, conservative versus neoliberal, but um, which... You know, it, it, it seems that that tension is always there. But regardless of what side people are on, um, for me, the the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition, we are a group of people that we believe that the author of our freedom is God. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, the coalition of evil that I call, and this is the, the neoliberals, whether they're in our churches or not, this is fundamentalist Islam that, you know, because the word Islam means submit, the total opposite of free will. It means submit. OK, mm-hmm. so 
how can we defeat them if we won't say what they truly are? Okay, for, for example, one of the things you just said was that, okay, a uh, one person will say abortion is murder because that's a human being, and the other person will say, oh, it's not murder because that's not a human being. What if, Dr. Weicker, that other person, they're not saying that it's not a human being. What if they, in their heart of hearts, regardless of what they say, they know it's a human being, but they just don't care because they prefer the convenience of getting rid of that human being and they don't want to extend human dignity to that human being because that human being might cost them something. In, in other yeah. words, they, and I find this in many areas of life, people don't want to call evil evil. And so people that oppose them, they unfairly give them credit for the integrity of their ideas. When in yeah. my mind, there is no integrity if it's evil. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if somebody is saying that, um, um, you know, that it's fine to murder innocent people, the proper response is that you're, you have come to a point where you're so morally degraded um, that you're, you're a danger to everyone, and, and, and that's a problem. So, you know, we need to be able to say, hey, this, un, this view that you have is bad, this one's better, this one's distorted, this one's true. If you give up between the distinction between true and false and good and evil, you can't have a common life together. It's impossible because you don't agree on enough even to be able to know whether somebody's murdered someone or not. Yeah, and you can't win an argument if you, re for, for say for people, young people, particularly young people whose ideas are not yet firm, how can you convince them if you're unwilling to make a full-throated argument and say that idea they have over there is wrong because, you know, to kill uh, an inconvenient child is just like people putting um, Jews in ovens or yeah. like Muslims have killed many, you know, people off, often use the horrific example of Hitler, but Islam is off the charts. Islam and com oh, yeah. communism have killed people by the hundreds of millions. Yeah, I, I don't, it's, it's, it's amazing. And we won't say it. Yeah, we won't say it. I mean, we're so, we think, everyone thinks he's unsafe territory and, and criticizing Hitler, but there's more evil in the world than that, and a lot of the things that Hitler was doing, we're doing, we're eugenically exterminating uh, those human beings we don't want, that we might think are deformed, they're the wrong mm -hmm. gender, you know, you know that's what we, we just do it in the womb, you know, right. so how are we better? I'm, I can't quite see. Yeah, 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 and particularly when they're just, uh, their only crime is they're inconvenient. I mean, yeah. give me a break. You know, yeah. give me a break. There are people in this country that want babies so bad that they go, they will go to a foreign country to adopt a baby. Yeah, uh, or, or do something even stranger and worse. It's weird to be in a situation where you have people who are doing things sexually that have nothing to do with procreation, but yeah. are going just anywhere. And then you have people doing anything to have a baby, and you're thinking, right. wait a second. What, what, <laughs> so why not just baby? have the baby and put the baby up for adoption? I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. Anyway, your, your final thoughts, sir. Well, again, I, I hope, and this, this show itself is a, a good sign of it, that we do have a new Reformation, and that's with Catholics and Protestants coming together to rebuild a really uh, destroyed and sick civilization. So 
I hope we're, we can have a new Reformation, and 500 years later we'll have a we'll have we'll be celebrating rather than uh, cowering in the in the uh, you know under attack from secularism and Islam. Excellent, excellent choice of words. There's so many people. I call them Reverend Chickenfoot. That's <laughs> that's cowering. Yeah, yeah, and that's not what we need. No, we don't need Reverend Chickenfoot. We need watchmen on the wall. That's and, exactly And you right. are a watchman on the wall. God bless you, sir. And thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, all right, folks. That now that was great. I look. I can't say enough about this book, folks. You've got to go out and get this book, The Reformation. 500 years later, and uh, his website is www.benjaminwiker, W-I-K-E-R, benjaminwiker.com. And uh, in the few moments we have uh, before the bottom of the hour break here, we've got uh, about seven minutes. We'll open the phone lines up, 804. Well, we need to take a break. We're late on this break, and when we come back, uh, we may have time for one phone call. Then we'll do our final 30 minutes. But the number is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. What if I'm far from home, oh, Brother Attention tradesmen, since 2009, CodeUpdateForYou.com has provided continuing ed courses to renew your fuel, gas, plumbing, electrical, or HVAC card. CodeUpdateForYou.com aims for simplicity from sign-up to course completion and sends in your results for you. With CodeUpdateForYou.com, you can complete your course from your home or work computer 24-7 at your own pace, experience great customer service, and get your required CEU credits by going to CodeUpdate4LetterU.com. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you.
Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio program. Uh, just three minutes left in this segment here, and then uh, we'll come back with our final half hour. 804-454-1366 is the number, 804-454-1366. A lot more to talk about, of course, we have, um, and, you know, and again, just so much of a thank you to Dr. Weicker, a, a great book there. And, uh, you know, we were even talking about the 11-year-old boy uh, that was uh, cutting grass uh, at the White House. Wasn't that a great story? I mean, I can remember being his age, 11 years old, 10 years old, um, walking through the neighborhood, grew up in Newport News, and uh, knocking on doors, you know, can I cut your grass? I, I mean, imagine if I could have knocked on the White House door, <laughs> you know, Mr. President, can I cut your grass? I mean, that is that's that's kind of cool, you know. A little young entrepreneur has his own grass business, and you know, when I was a kid, that's what kids did. You know, it wasn't all always hooked up to a little device. You know, kids were industrious. I mean, I, I had my first employee at age 10, believe it or not, okay? Because I had, uh, not only did I walk through the neighborhood and cut people's yards and rake leaves and things like that, shovel snow, um, I had a newspaper route. And and so I would uh, walk, again, walk through the neighborhood, knock on doors, build anyone that didn't take the paper out, got that route up to the point where the newspapers particularly on Sunday, the Sunday edition, I had so many papers, I had to hire a helper to help me deliver the newspapers. And so it's, um, and I'm, and I'm going to tell you, and, and not only did this 11-year-old boy cutting the grass at the White House, a great, great story, remind me of my childhood. Mrs. Hatchett and I, we went out and we got us a really nice, smart TV and uh, thank and, and 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 we we saw this movie that uh, my brother-in-law Eric, who lives out in uh, Palm Springs, California, had been recommending this movie. And I'm going to tell you about this movie on the other side of the bottom of the hour news break. But the name of the movie is On the Way to School, and uh, and these are like 11, 10, 11, and 12 year old children. They have four stories uh, and the things they have to go through. To just to get to school, uh, walking to school. We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break, folks. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live. 804-454-1366 is the number. Our final 30 minutes of today's program, 804-454-1366. And, uh, you know, while we wait for someone to chime in on the phone lines, and uh, and I will, maybe my final thought, we'll talk about the um, what's going on with the Lee, the Robert E. Lee 
monument. Um, you have a Confederate heritage group on one side and uh, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, you know, I don't know uh, who some of these crazy folks are, but, you know, these people, when they typically when they show up from what, from my vantage point, what I see is a bunch of people acting like crazy Negroes, okay? And, uh, and, and, and you have a poverty pimp Negro leader in front of them, someone older and educated with position and, and authority leading these people astray uh, when these people could be doing so much to improve their own lives. And um, what um, was, what, 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 okay, we got a new man on the board. So, you know, that a little oldest redden interjected into the um, conversation there. But, um, the you know, these people could just learn from these 11-year-olds, okay, rather than whining and complaining about things that happened uh, 150 years ago, all right, and and that uh, poor pity, poor me, okay? I have brown skin, and so anyone that doesn't give me free stuff and agree with everything I say, that person is a racist, okay? Or pity, poor me, I'm a female, and if you don't give me free stuff and agree with me, then you, you know, you hate women. It's ridiculous, okay? And I'm, I'm going to tell you, I am not going to apologize, okay? I'm not, okay? I, I never, for whenever I call these people poverty pimp Negroes, and I put emphasis on Negro, okay? And I don't apologize for it. And I don't intend to apologize for it because these people are acting Ugly. They're acting juvenile. They're not acting like real men and real women. They're not. Okay. And I'm. I'm a t- let me tell you about this movie. Mrs. Hatchet and I saw. You know, we got this big, beautiful, smart TV. Okay. Yeah, TV. You know, just like a smartphone, I guess. Smart TV. All right. But the TV can pull up a lot of. Uh, well, I think this thing was called Fandor. We got like maybe a. I don't know, a seven-day free trial of Fandor. I had never heard of Fandor, but apparently it has all these documentaries. Well, anyway, one of them, uh, when it popped up, uh, this movie, On the Way to School. And so we say, okay, that's the movie my brother-in-law Eric told us about, okay? Eric lives out in Palm Springs, California. So we watched this movie. It was great, okay? I, I mean, all... It should be required viewing in every college campus, okay? These people, (laughs) I'm serious. I am serious, okay? Let me tell you, four stories of children who have to walk to school, okay? And you're talking about 11 years old. In India, little Samuel, he's 11. He's in a wheelchair, folks. He's 11 and in a wheelchair. His younger brothers, Gabriel and Emmanuel, They wheel him for an hour and 15 minutes to school and back every day. Okay. And I mean, the trek that they have to make, they, 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 they're places where they're literally going through water. They're places where they're literally going through sand. Okay. They get into the city and the wheel comes off, and the wheelchair is real old and rusty. The wheel comes off. Then they have to go and find someone to put the tire back on the wheel, okay? And, I mean, and this is every day, okay? Every day they have to do this. 
one hour and 15 minutes. Uh, another story in Kenya, uh, Jackson, and uh, I forget his sister's name, but anyway, Jackson, Jackson, he's responsible for his sister. He's 10 years old. How does his day start? He has to dig a well with his hands. <laughs> Folks, I'm not exaggerating. He uses his hands. The, the soil is kind of loose and sandy, but still, he does not have a shovel. He takes his hands, digs a little well, and then a puddle of water appears at the bottom of the sand. He takes a, a plastic container that the, the top has been cut off, but the handle is still there. And so he, when the water accumulates, he scoops the water up, dumps it into another container, and where his school uniform is, and he washes his uniform and then hangs it on the line. Then he scoops some more water and pours it into a container with a top. And, well, no, there's no top. It's just a container that has not been cut. He has two of them, one for him, one for his sister, so that they have water to drink on this trek to school. Now, their trek uh, takes an hour and 45 minutes in Kenya. They have to duck elephants, okay? And he's all animated and anxious to get to school because on this particular day, it's his turn to raise the flag. And he just really wants to get there. And you should just see him when he gets there and how the pride of raising the flag and how he snaps a salute. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it, it, it renews your faith in humanity to see that we have human beings that are 10, 11, and 12 years old that are of this quality, okay? When the, when the instructor walks into class, all the children snap. They stand up, and they snap to attention. Good morning, teacher, they say in unison, okay? They're eager to learn, okay? Uh, another 11-year-old. Uh, Carlos uh, in the mountains of Argentina. Now, Carlos doesn't have to walk. Carlos has a horse, okay? And he and his sister ride horseback. Uh, their trek is one hour and 30 minutes in, in, in Argentina, okay? Uh, and then there's little Zahira in Morocco. She and two other girls, uh, Zahira is 12. They have a four-hour walk, four hours now. But they make their walk once a week because their school is a boarding school. And so they, they walk for four hours on Monday, and then at the end of the day, Friday, they walk back home for four hours. Okay? And, and here in America, this, in America, this wasn't a part of the film, but, you know, we just saw, many of us just saw this a couple of days ago, the little 11-year-old boy who wanted to cut the grass at the White House. I mean, so you have children that have more sense than so-called adults, okay? More sense than so-called adults. They understand you've got to go out and get it. You have to go out and make it happen. And they're not complaining. They're, they're making it happen, okay? I mean, why cannot these Kids and and, they, and 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 really, they're not really kids. They want you to think that these are all college kids. A lot of these are just thugs that have been hired by George Soros. It's no different from Hitler's brown shirts. These are the people that are out here to disrupt and uh, cause all kinds of hell to break loose in the streets of America so that people in government can rush in and create a so-called 
solution. They want you to think that this is happening organically, just like up in uh, Charlottesville. That didn't happen organically. The Democrat Party hired this this guy with this alt-right movement meeting that he called in Charlottesville. They hired him. He is not a Republican. He is not an alt-right. The guy is a paid thug. He's a paid activist. That's how he pays his more. I mean, he's not a carpenter or a salesman or a business owner who just on the side on the weekend, oh, I think I'll um, uh, come out here and do something to preserve history. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all upset that they're tearing monuments down. I want to preserve monuments. I, w- I think I'll just do this as a service to humanity. No, 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 no. That's what they want you to think, okay? This man is paid to do this. This man was a part of the Occupy movement. And again, he was paid. He was not just someone that's upset at the the sins of capitalism. This man was paid. I mean, and the people that pay them are highly successful capitalists. Okay, George Soros. And you see, and, and people think that people like uh, Warren Buffett, um, Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, George Soros. You see, you would think that these all these billionaires, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, that they're not billionaires yet, but they are multi multi-millionaires. And in, in the case of the Clintons, they are well over one third of the way to being a billionaire. OK, a billionaire. All right. And just a few years ago, our current governor, Terry McAuliffe, had to buy them a house, okay? Had to buy them a house up in Chappaqua, New York. People seem to forget about that, okay? And, you know, some man uh, bought Bob McDonald's wife some shoes, and Bob McDonald almost went to prison over that. But Terry McAuliffe buys a house for the Clintons. No one other than me No one has said a peep, okay? These goofball Republicans, they don't open their mouths with truth. And you just heard me talk about this in a sense with my previous guest at how we very rarely call evil evil. We want to say, oh, that person is mistaken. They're not mistaken, folks. This stuff is being done on purpose. There's too much of it. For it to be a mistake, you for it to be a mistake or that people just don't know or they just don't get it. That's the big thing. These goofball, low fat Republicans like to say, oh, the Democrats just don't understand. They, they, they don't get it. OK, we live in a center right nation. We live in a Christian nation. This nation is 70 percent Christian, 70 percent center right. The state of Virginia, 72 percent Christian. 72% center-right. Top five elected positions in the state of Virginia, Democrat. And they probably will win again in November. So tell me again who doesn't get it. Every time there is a ballot initiative in the state of Virginia or in general across the entire nation to include California that where many people say, oh, they're crazy out in California, a bunch of left-wing lunatics, okay? When you put a an issue on a ballot 
and put it to a referendum vote. And you subtract away the personality of Republican Senator Stupid, Republican Senator Goofball. Okay, you take that out of the equation. And it's just an issue. Okay, in the case of Virginia, the two most recent issues were property rights and defense of marriage. They both passed. They both passed. Democrats were at the polls passing out sample ballots, telling people to mark no, no for defense of marriage, no for the, the defense of property rights. Property rights passed 75 to 25, which means all the Republicans voted yes and half the Democrats voted yes. Marriage amendment passed 58 percent. And when you look around the country, you have similar results. So why is it when it's Republican Democrat, why is it always close and more than half the time Democrats win? And we have Mike on the line. Mike, do you have an answer to that? No, I don't have a, Well, I really believe that the Republican Party has been infiltrated by the left and they're pretending like they're moderates. Yes. Uh, this is a disgrace. You know, the reason this state has turned blue or it's purple is because of the Republicans. They refused to uh, support Cuccinelli. They and did. I, and, and I yes, they did. And I of them were in favor of Warner when uh, Of course, uh, when they endorsed him. It's the Republicans. I blame them for a lot of the problems in this country because they're spineless uh, and they have no principles anymore. You are absolutely right, Mike. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm beat. I, you know, I beat up on these Republicans all the time. And I'm not talking about you out there, Ma and Pa Republican. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, just like when I beat up on Democrats, I'm not talking about you, Ma and Pa Democrat. But, mm -hmm. you know, Mike and I, we're talking about those in leadership. Correct, Mike? Right. That's exactly what I'm talking about. We're not talking about, you know, us people that vote. We, we vote Republican and think that something's going to happen. And I wonder, every time an election comes up, we hear about voter fraud, voter fraud. And nothing's ever done about it. Right. How many years have we been hearing about Medicare fraud? And yes. what is really being done about it? Nothing ever changes. And the reason nothing changes is... You know, I, I believe it was Rush who uh, uh, said that he read the book, The Ruling Class, and I think it opened his eyes and mm -hmm. certainly opened my eyes. Yeah. Now, these Mike. People are, these people are in it for the money and the hell with us. Mike, speaking of Medicaid fraud, okay, and again, I don't know what's wrong with these goofball Republicans. They, they have an opportunity to illuminate truth, and they punt on it, okay? Right. You have this, this guy, uh, Menendez, the senator in New Jersey, with Dr. Melgen. Well, Governor McAuliffe has a connection with Dr. Melgen. Have you heard anyone in the Republican Party, have you heard Ed Gillespie say anything about it? Steve. Huh? Have you heard anyone say anything about the connection between Terry McAuliffe and Dr. Melgen, who got convicted of over $8 million in Medicaid fraud? No, no. I hadn't, no. I hadn't heard anything about that. Well, I mean, I'm the only guy that talks about these things. Yeah. Well, okay. It's, it's I, a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace. It is. It is. It is. But people need to open their mouths and speak, you know? Well, yeah, they need to do that. And I'll tell you one thing. 
I just don't believe this country's Christian anymore. If this country was truly a Christian nation, we would not be in the mess we are in today. Well, I have to correct you on that, Mike, okay, because, you know, no, we're— you can't sin- correct me on that, friend. I'm sorry. You can't correct me on well, that. Well, let me share can- a different idea, okay? Now, you, 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 you look at many characters biblically were sinners— and God used them. And the key is forgiveness and grace, which is the very definition. That's what separates Christian faith from other faiths. In other faiths, you would have to, um, you would have to be a good enough person to get into heaven on your own merit. In Christian faith, we get into heaven through faith in Jesus Christ, which means we need Jesus. Now, if we had the capacity to do what you want us to do, there would be no need for the sacrifice on the cross. There there would just be no need for it. Jesus would have died for nothing, and the fact of his resurrection would be a myth, which would make Christian faith uh, a lie. And Christian faith is not a lie. There There were hundreds, there were literally hundreds of witnesses that saw Jesus, and this has been recorded. And the Gospels are four different stories from four different points of view that detail the life of Jesus to include the death and the resurrection of Jesus on the cross. Well, okay? you know, I, and, I, I and Paul you now, there. Paul came along after this. Theology, and you know what you're talking about, but I also know. If we were true Christians, this country would not be in the mess that it's in today. And I've got to go now because somebody's waiting for me to take me to my car that just got repaired. God well, bless you, Mike. Thank you for Mike. giving me the time. And, and keep up the good work. Thank just you. just remember what the prophet Isaiah said. There are none righteous, no, not one. Okay, yeah, And Jesus said the same. <laughs> right, take care. God bless you. <laughs> All right, 804-454-1366. We're going to take our final break of the day, folks. And when we come back, we're only going to have about uh, six, six or seven minutes to wrap up today's program. But the number, if you would like to call in, is 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Try carrying the weight of the world, but I only have two hands. Hope I get the chance to travel the world, but I don't have any plans. Wish that I could stay forever this young, not afraid to close my eyes. Life's a game made for everyone, and love is a prize. So wake me up when it's all over When I'm wiser and I'm older All this time I was finding myself And I didn't know I was lost So wake me up when it's all over When I'm wiser and I'm older All this time I was finding myself And I
Attention tradesmen, since 2009, CodeUpdateForYou.com has provided continuing ed courses to renew your fuel, gas, plumbing, electrical, or HVAC card. CodeUpdateForYou.com aims for simplicity from sign-up to course completion and sends in your results for you. With CodeUpdateForYou.com, you can complete your course from your home or work computer 24-7 at your own pace. Experience great customer service and get your required CEU credits by going to CodeUpdate. Number 4, LetterU.com. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, our final three or four minutes of today's program. And I want to thank Dr. Benjamin Weicker again for a uh, really, really enlightening uh, interview. And uh, also, I'd love to thank you all for being out there. And uh, you just heard our giving ad, and I'll just reiterate this with my final uh, moments on the program here. Uh, you know, freedom isn't free. And uh, you, I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but there are not a lot of ads that run on this program, even in a political season, um, in spite of the fact that I think there are very few people on the air that can articulate uh, Christian conservative values uh, the way that your friendly neighborhood hatchet man does. Uh, I literally carry water for the Republican Party, and I fight the Democrats tooth and nail. And I call them what they are. They are a party that is uh, a member of literally the coalition of evil. And I'm talking about their leadership, okay? And uh, and you'll have folks running for office that won't even say that. They, they won't say it. They will say, oh, that's my friend across the aisle. And so they don't even give people a real reason to vote against the party that calls itself the party of Santa Claus, okay? Free this, free that, free the other, all right? So I'm out here doing that. I'm out here saying that. And so I would encourage you all, uh, if, 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 if you have the means to donate to support this program, 
uh, please do so. Okay, and you can go to thefirstamendmentinc.com. Uh, make your check out to the first, all spelled out, T-H-E, the first amendment, Inc. And uh, we greatly appreciate it. We really would. And uh, like I said, freedom isn't free. There is a cost to uh, being on the air, uh, the air time, the studio time, the electric bill, the gentleman here running the board. Uh, we'd greatly appreciate your support. And uh, we're going to see you next week, folks. I'm going to let that be the last word as we listen to a little bit of uh, Lee Greenwood in the background, proud to be an American. And, uh, and I truly am proud to be an American, folks. And uh, I'm going to leave you with this final thought uh, from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Uh, Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. You see, folks, these these people in their silence, they have made a decision. And me and my not being silent, I too have made a decision. The only question now is you, the listener, what kinds of decisions are you going to make? Something to think about. Enjoy your weekend, folks. We're going to see you next week, right here. Same hatchet time, same hatchet station. God bless you, Virginia. There ain't no doubt